Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. podcast. I'm so grateful you are here, especially for such a special episode. Uh, Today's episode is the first interview back since the rebrand, and I have a very, very special one for you guys. You guys have been asking me a lot about my shaman and my energy worker um, that I've been mentioning just in previous episodes and on my Instagram and everything like that, and it is such a pleasure to finally have my really good friend Jesse Holbrook on the podcast who is my shaman and energy worker and someone that has just inspired me for years and helped me with so much in my life so much healing and she's just absolutely incredible so it's like such an honor to have her as the first guest back since the rebrand and and kind of relaunch of Breaking Butterfly so um today me and Jesse are just diving into a lot of things we just kind of touch on a lot of different topics talking about like what energy work actually is we're talking about quantum leaps you know living from your heart she shares some things about like um animal totems talks about gene keys just a lot of different modalities she's used herself to step into her power and you know find her own path and and just some really good really good tidbits and I definitely want to have Jesse Jesse back probably eventually to even dive way deeper into these topics because um like I said she's she's just absolutely amazing. So I will not blabber on too long and I will just get that episode rolling, but I hope you guys absolutely love this one and um just really connect with Jesse and get so much out of our conversation. Um and so yeah, without further ado, here is my episode with Jesse Holbrook. Okay, we are recording. Guys, I am so excited. I am here with one of my really, really good friends, Jesse Holbrook. Oh my god, the first the first interview coming back, coming back to the podcast, took a little break, and I feel honored to have Jesse as the first guest back. I've just been dying to have her on my podcast. Um, Jesse is everything, <laughs> a lot of things. Um, but some words I would use to describe her is an energy worker, a healer, you know, a, a shaman, an artist, a creative, a, a true leader. Um, and like I said, one of my very, very close friends, I actually met Jesse, uh, what was it, two years ago, two, uh, two and a half years ago, three years ago? It's like three when years ago. Did you meet? 2018. Henry. 2018 August yeah three I think about three years ago 
yeah, I met Jesse three years ago when I was invited by this random boy. This random boy was like, hey, come to this festival with me and my friends. And I was like, okay. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was very ballsy back then. Apparently, I was like, okay, I'll come. And I met Jesse. And, you know, at that point in my life, I was just like a little baby and not who I am today. And then we've really been able to like grow and evolve together like we were completely different women than when we first met so it's just like an honor and a pleasure to just have have her here it's it's amazing so say hello so Jesse. yeah hello everyone so yeah it's so good to be here I have loved seeing you grow over the years it's Thank it's you. really quite profound the difference between who we were then compared to who we are now yeah, absolutely. And I and I feel like I owe a lot of it to you. I always tell Henry that like I just look up to Jesse like so much. I always have almost just like a big sister in a way of, you know, big sister I never had of just like true um like beauty and strength and in- integrity. So I'm just yeah, I'm just over the moon. So I know I just wow. said a lot about you. <laughs> I'm like, I pretty much just introduced you, but I still want you to introduce yourself and just, yeah, tell everyone who you are, where you located, what do you do, a- anything you feel inspired to share with us about just who you are. Mm-hmm. Let us know who you are. Yeah. Well, I am Jesse Holbrook and I am a shaman. That's one of the titles, you know, that a lot of people relate with the most. Um, I'm still kind of wrapping my own brain around that title Um, just because, you know, like, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And fully embodying that. Um, But I currently live in Layton, Utah, and it's definitely a temporary place. So I'm going to be in like the Salt Lake area. I feel like I'm kind of becoming this little bit of a nomad right now. it's kind of interesting how naturally that happens when you do so much internal work and then all of a sudden your physical reality starts to literally unravel and it seems like it's crumbling apart, but really it's just getting ready to be reformed. Mm. And um, what else about me? I'm also an artist. I create um, stipple point types of artwork uh, right now. I'm kind of dipping my toe into color and paint. So it's kind of like this new adventure that I'm about to set forth on. Um, Because I feel like being a creative and being a spiritual person, they definitely go hand in hand and they, it kind of is interwoven within each other, you know, like one feeds the other and vice versa. So I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm still going through my shamanic training. So I've gone through three of the four levels or directions uh, in my training. So I'm going to be finally graduating next month. And I'm so excited next about it. Month. Yeah. Finally going into the East and uh, being able to fully connect to spirit, uh, to Eagle. And that I feel is going to be really big breakthrough for me coming up, but it's been like this constant evolution, uh, constant change of internal processes and how I relate uh, within those internal processes, how it all kind of reflects into my actual world. And it's, yeah, it's really fascinating to see because everything is just a reflection. Yeah. And yeah. 
I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you so much for that. I mean, I mm-hmm. like the two words that are like or two terms that are like coming to me just hearing you speak is like I feel like you're just like the epitome of growth and I just keep thinking like quantum leap and like evolution. I feel like you've gone through so many like evolutions or you even just said like everything feels like it's crumbling but it's really just being reformed and I'd kind of love for you to share just like a little bit about like your story and your background a little bit more of like I don't know just your evolution like who did you used to be what inspired you to like be who you are now and I mean there's probably like so many evolutions but maybe you could just like pick one or pick what's coming up for you to kind of share like you know this this concept of reform reforming in a sense Mm -hmm. like the constant evolutions constant evolution yeah I feel that if we're not changing then we're dying you know if we're not growing Mm -hmm. then we're dying you know and so I think that is definitely one of like my mantras that I kind of naturally live and Mm -hmm. so thinking back to uh, how I arrived here today um, it's been definitely a journey I like the old Jesse. I was a raver who was trying to chase money. I got into real estate at one point in time. I uh, like my ego thrived on the idea of like being like this multimillionaire, you know. And so I chased that for like two years. I got way into debt by doing a flip that mm-hmm. totally flopped. Oh, I and didn't then, know that. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally flopped. And uh, it was in Oregon and it was, it was a beautiful disaster because it showed me that that is not where I was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, um, after that, then I kind of went back into myself and I'm like, okay, like, what am I supposed to be then? If like all of the energy is literally blocking me from going there. And so, mm-hmm. Uh, COVID happened. I lost my hospitality job that I had um, after that. And so then I was just kind of sitting at my in my house and I stumbled upon my mentor's card. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to call her. So I called her long story short, I ended up uh, connecting with her so deeply that she actually opened the door for me to actually live with her down in Springdale, Utah, uh, right at the mouth of Zion National Park. And so I got to live with my mentor and see how a shaman actually lives in the lifestyle of a shaman uh, and being in a freaking gorgeous place. Uh, Mm -hmm. Zion's stunning. If you've never been there, I highly recommend going. And uh, it created almost like this womb it's almost like being in the canyon walls it allowed for my energy to naturally come up more easily and have more healing in a really condensed time Mm -hmm. and so I lived with her for about a year and within that year there were so many lessons um between connecting to spirit uh the, the the routines um and then even establishing really healthy boundaries, how to communicate more clearly, how to um, be able to voice, you know, when you actually need to step up and like say something, being able mm-hmm. to actually utilize 
the power of our voices and our opinions and Mm -hmm. actually standing true into that. That was a big lesson. And so, of course, you know, I, I grew so much that then I kind of wanted to spread my wings and now I'm in it back up into northern Utah, establishing my client practice, mm-hmm. um, doing energy work. So, yeah. So going back to the the flop really quickly and that oh. like that transition, I'm just curious. I mean, did you have any idea that this is what you would be doing? when all of that was going on because your mind was so set right on the multimillionaire thing I was yeah I was so set on it I was so determined you know like I made this decision I was so stubborn like I uh yeah I had no idea I was going to be going down this path I had zero zero signs that I was going to be a super spiritual person yeah so yeah and you feel like what brought you to the right path was literally just that one little moment of inspiration of, I'm just going to make this phone call. Mm. Okay. So what led up to me giving that phone call yeah. uh, is actually a lot of self-help work that I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. Like I really connected into my animal totems and being able to have like the self-reflection of the animals and like learning from the animals in that way. And I then turned to Gene Keys and Gene Keys is, that's like a whole other subject and topic. Yeah, that I've been studying for I think three or four years now. And that is almost like a roadmap to becoming um, in your own version of higher vibrations, and unraveling of old shadows and being able to step more fully into into the light mm-hmm. into your own version of what your light is mm-hmm. and so as soon as I met my me- old mentor and um, I felt the epic change that the sessions actually bring forth that's what kind of really allowed me to feel safe in actually taking that jump. Mm. Yeah, I think it was my connection to the lineage and the energy work that just created like this container of like, yep, this is what I'm meant to do. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because I mean, I think so many people are in that place right now of chasing the wrong things, either chasing something for ego or chasing it for um, like their families. Um what, sorry, what's the word? Like, like expectations. Accept, yeah, expectations, yeah. acceptance, um, mm-hmm. or just society's expectations. Like we've all kind of been like raised to think like I should want this one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, Jesse. Guys, every time me and Jesse talk, it's like we're completely different. Like even if you just look at us, you're like, you are not the same. But we are <laughs> exactly the same in a lot of pieces of our journey like there's just little tiny things that will be like oh you're going through this I went through this or you're going through this I am going through this and um I mean with everyone even like a lot of my other friends you know like Julieta every time we talk also completely different same and every time I talk to her I'm like oh we're going through the exact same thing cool okay (laughs) on the same page (laughs) but yes one thing I just went through to be like super transparent was that um, ego-driven 
purpose in a sense of like I kind of lost myself in my business because I was just like it's it's always been about the mission but there was a moment there just like a couple months where I almost lost my mission and the heart-centered drive and it was it was just about like yeah I'm gonna be a multimillionaire and I'm gonna be this and so many people are searching for that and reaching for that you know this instant gratification the rich get get rich quick schemes the just like make money fast and you realize very very quickly it's not about that you'll never be fulfilled with that it's for some people maybe that's a part of their journey and a part of their path but I think um yeah I mean I just went through that exact same thing and now I'm you know I've redone pretty much like my whole business so um yeah I just I think that's so interesting that you bring that up yeah yeah and it's really interesting because you know like we form these beliefs like, oh, money is going to make me happy, you know, mm-hmm. by all of the commercials that are shown and the TV shows that we watch and mm-hmm. the examples that we see around us like, oh, they have lots of money and they have all of these fancy things that uh, they look happy. And so mm-hmm. I feel that this is going to fill that void. Yeah. Right. But it's it's really just interesting as you go along the path that like. The, the more aware you are, the less you really need. And yeah, it's it's like coming back to humili- humility yeah. and being able Ugh. to just, I know that word, it's so good. Humility um, is the story of my life right now. I like got yeah. hit with humble pie and I'm just like. You're eating it. Yeah, I'm eating it. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. I I think that the whole world is kind of being ran ran by that right now and I see that as like one of my missions I was just talking to my coach yesterday um I'm working with a coach that I worked with a couple months ago and like when I stopped working with her that's when I started going through all of this and then I like hop back on a zoom call three months later and I'm like so this is what's going on and the first thing that she asked me was um you know, as you're leading people into leadership, as you're leading women through this world, like, what can you do? Or what can you teach? How can you teach leadership in business? So that no one ever experiences what you just experienced. And, and of course, some people, we just need to experience it, right? It's a part of our journey for us to experience it ourselves. But she was just, you know, asking me, like, she almost surprised me with that question of like, how are you going to change your teachings to show people this really like heart-centered, mission-oriented way of like living your life, whether it be in business or just just in your life. So I think it's, yeah, really good lesson. Um, that is a really good lesson. Yeah. But going back to the animal totems and gene keys, I feel like we could do a whole episode just on this, but I kind of want to touch on it a little bit because it sounds like that was such a big part of your journey. And in my eyes, sometimes like personality tests or like gene keys or human design almost feels like, like I don't want someone to tell me how I am or what I should be doing. It kind of like scares me a little bit, but it sounds like for you, you read your, your life through those modalities in a way that like put you in ultimate power. Like where, where would we even get started with all of that? Well, 
I feel that those were tools for me because mm. I was so deep within my shadows of doubt mm. that I didn't ever really allow myself to see the potential that is actually that was within me that mm. is within me and so by connecting to and studying from both the animals and gene keys it allowed for like this blossoming to naturally happen within within my heart and within my belief systems and it it brought um, my awareness to like the true capacities that I can actually live in mm. so uh like animal cards that was the very first thing that I connected with and it was an unfoldment I remember so vivid the entire reading uh, when he, my, it's actually my good friend Cameron, at the time he came over specifically just to give me this reading and uh, the deck is a Native American animal card deck and so I'm like going through and I'm, you know, unraveling and seeing the, the seven animal totems that are in my specific totem and I get to my inner and I flip over the card and it's an eagle. I knew you were going to say eagle. Yeah. Because oh, because at DOS, right? That's why mm-hmm. you dressed up like an eagle. Exactly. Yes. And so at first I was daunted. I was like, whoa, this is like, this is a lot. I don't know how to live into eagle energy. I felt completely disconnected to like spirit. And like, that's what eagle represents is spirit, like mm. flying, you know, wing to wing tip with, with the great spirit and that's what eagles do because they soar so high and it's like through the years of studying eagle it's like i have earned the medicine of it and it's like an honor to hold that energy before it was like my ego like literally attached to it i was i was an eagle at edc i was an eagle at dos you know, like, I was, like, repping these wings. Like, oh, yeah, I'm an eagle. It was you so know? fucking it was badass. So cool. <laughs> it was so badass, though. I love it. But now I've, like, now progressed into more humility and actually honoring the energy of eagle to the point where, like, I can wear it proudly and just, like, be in it. And so it's, like, then this flowering. It's, like, this blooming of, like, oh, okay, so this is me and I am it. And like, these are the qualities that this animal gives me and I can call upon those strengths whenever I'm needing those strengths. Mm. So, uh, and that's kind of, if you actually establish a relationship with each individual animal and the seven animal totems, then they show you different lessons of your own personality and how you can really hone in on like what those strengths are and how they show up in your shadows and in which mm. kind of relationships they show up in. So mm. like there's one animal that protects the child within rather than like the one who illuminates the path forward. So, okay, yeah. So interesting. And you do r- readings yourself, right? I do readings. Yeah. Yeah. I've given quite a few okay. readings actually. And it's something that's kind of plopped onto my my arsenal of tools. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that the last time I booked with you and I was just like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone is feeling called and this is intriguing your interest, I mean, I'm going to link 
everything of Jesse's down below, Instagram, website, everything. Um, but yeah, Jesse does them herself. So yeah, really I can do people. them remotely or in person. I've done most of them in person, but I've done a few remote and they were just as powerful um, yeah. as in person. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It's... And then Jean. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, let's finish this conversation because then I want to kind of dive into like, okay, okay, let's talk about the actual energy work now. Too. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Gene Keys is a whole holographic journey roadmap of your soul. It's like you dive into the genius of like who you really are, mm-hmm. um, your purpose within that. And then you go from once you establish your purpose, then you can go into how that purpose then relates into other people and your relationships within your life. And then once you establish that, then you can go into your prosperity and how uh, how both your genius and your relationships then brings the foundation where your prosperity can naturally flow through. Like prosperity meaning just... Prosperity meaning uh, dropping into your divine purpose and then having the monetary means be a natural byproduct of what the action in which you're doing. So so it's like ultimate sense. alignment for abundance. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm like, because <laughs> sometimes I just hear, I don't know, I'm a little selfish sometimes in the sense of like, I'm trying not to be, but just in my nature, I'm very much like, if I don't know exactly how this is going to help me, like, I don't want to get into into it almost like I hear Gene Keys and I'm like yeah yeah it's this big book Jesse has it it's tons of pages I don't have time to read that but then when you say something like oh yeah it's literally the alignment for abundance and prosperity to come in I'm like oh so I should definitely be diving into my Gene Keys <laughs> that's yeah it cool. has its benefits for sure yeah, yeah it's not yeah it's monetary but also so much self-awareness yeah yeah. I mean, and I, but I even think of abundance and prosperity. Like I hear you say monetary, but I almost, I view emotions almost as just as um, desired as money for me, at least right now. Like, yes, I still want money. I love business. I love creating money on this planet. And also right now I almost view joy and love and like fulfillment mm-hmm. as abundance as well and almost just as powerful as as money like the things that I feel you know so absolutely absolutely I'm really happy that you mentioned that because abundance can really mean all all forms of the things in which we love and care for yeah Yeah. I mean emotions are I feel way more important than monetary Uh, I agree but but the problem is we put this um attachment of our emotions onto money so if I do have money then I feel happy and I feel safe and then if I don't have money then I feel scared and I feel sad and I feel anxious and it's almost like money rules a lot of people's emotions and I think Mm -hmm. and worthiness worthiness totally Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah, worthiness, it's attached to money. It's also attached to, um, this is kind of a breakthrough I've had in the last couple of days. I feel like it's also attached to doing so much. Mm-hmm. 
and just like how much we do like in in the sense of like remember in school if you did extra credit like if you did more work you would be rewarded higher or if you like work overtime at work everyone's like oh like she worked so much overtime today like she's amazing or like oh you're working so hard like sleepless nights like you've just been working so hard encouragement yeah I'm so proud of you it's like we get rewarded and get encouragement for like working harder doing more and working harder and that's just something that I've been thinking a lot about lately and I'm like why aren't we basing our worth off of like who we're being why is it just about doing I don't know random off topic no it's like you you dive into your worthiness and it's like oh but I bring a lot of value to the company we'll say you know it's like I bring so much value so then I I feel worthy of like this paycheck that's actually coming to me so oh but I just got a I just got a raise and so now I need to be doing way more it's like yes yeah Especially mm-hmm. so in this industry of being coaches and healers, coming from like paid hourly jobs, a lot of times when we go to price ourselves, right, as like our own, you know, as a business owner, entrepreneur, we go to price ourselves and we're like, well, how much am I, yeah, how much am I doing for them? So I used to price myself like hourly. So if I was doing like four calls for someone a month, I was like $50 an hour. So I would only charge them $200 per month, right? Um, and I just did everything hourly. And when I started to switch my perspective into the value, not based off of what I'm actually doing on the clock, but my value of just like energetically, I mean, everything changed. And I think that is the paradigm shift that we're needing to make is like we're not slaving away our minutes for dollars we should be paid for like the value that we're we're bringing to the world you know so yeah that's something that i'm definitely learning right now yeah if i'm being 100 percent honest yeah 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 exactly i mean it's a hard shift to make like that i mean that yeah. took me like seven or eight months to really I like almost feel comfortable you. In that. yeah yeah i admire you in that yeah it takes a lot of um like holding the belief And then just like looking for the evidence to support that new belief, right? So if you want to believe that you do have like that value, you almost have to just like wear that hat and just like try on that belief and try it out. Because what happened was once I started trying on that hat, the shifts that I saw in my business were so insane that now that belief is just like a part of me. But you'll you'll never actually absorb that belief until you see the effects of it, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay, switching gears because I want you to talk about the energy work that you do. And speaking yeah. of speaking of value, fucking value that someone is bringing to the world, you know, share the energy work you do and maybe share like some of the shifts that you've seen in yourself and your clients from this work. Like what is yeah. what does it truly do? Because the value in what Jesse does. You know, maybe I'll share some of my own experiences working with you as well. That'd be but, cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I'd love to share. So the energy work that I do is actually derived out of the uh, ancient shamanic practices out of Peru, and mm-hmm. specifically the high Andean um, tribal villages of Peru. And uh, it's they are the Caro, 
and they've been passing down from generation to generation this knowledge and wisdom and teachings for thousands and thousands of years. Mm. Uh, my mentor, she said, for over 40,000 years. And so it's been, I know, to even really think about how long that is, is mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're on top of the mountain connecting to the stars and to the mountain itself. And this is the insight that they've, they've gathered. And uh, so taking this wisdom and then putting it into energy work. So our bodies were you know, millions and millions of quantum particles in and around our bodies actually creating the physical dimension, the physical body itself. And so the energy work is basically just working with whatever is up, you know, like human beings, we have so many layers and we have so many experiences and we have history, especially when we go into the actual soul dimension, you know, we even have like multiple lifetimes and parallel lifetimes and really cool things like that too. But um, in an energy work session, we're able to actually dive into what is the most current, like what is actually up in, in your life. And it's like, you know, I, I can meet you wherever you are um, mm. because it's all coming up to be cleared. And that sometimes looks like, you know, relationships, you know, patterns in the, within relationships and like hitting walls, getting, uh, going into re resentment um, in those relationships. Uh, there's also doubts and fears. Um, it's really basically anything that gets in the way of actually stepping into our divine light and our divine power within us that pulls us forward into what we're actually here to do. So we are able to clear, clear up all of the heaviness all of the density, all of the uh, intrusive thoughts and energy that might be actually within your physical body and in your aura. And then we're able to, once all of these things are naturally kind of cured and healed and out of your um, light body, um, it almost looks like fractures. They're like little tiny hairline fractures that then build up density over the many, many stories and experiences that happen. And then once those things are cleared out of the physical body and also out of the five subtle energy bodies, then you're able to finally move forward out of wherever you were stuck, wherever you were stagnant, wherever you felt heavy within the light, within your life. And then you're able to then finally move forward. So. Fucking um, crazy. It's crazy. I know there's moments in time I'm like, how did I'm doing God's work over here? Like, how the hell did I stumble upon this? Yeah. But it works. It, it works. works. That's the thing, you guys. So I am very logical. Like, I'm very spiritual in a lot of my beliefs. But when it comes to, like, you know, things that I can't see or, like, I don't have, like, scientific proof of almost, sometimes I get kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, you know. When, I, when we get, like, really, really spiritual, I just am so logical. And I went into my first session with Jesse just thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, this will probably be cool, like, awesome. Yeah. And holy shit. I feel like Jesse's work is what truly made me understand energy and, like, like not believe, like, in energy. I always knew that, like, energy, everything's energetic, 
But it just made me see how real and powerful energy work actually is. And I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you feel like energy work, um, you know, the energy work you do or, or other types of energy work, do you think it's a necessity for some um, like forms of growth and like quantum leaps? Like, do you think there's some growth that we just can't do unless we're doing it energetically? Mm, that's a really good question because I can only answer it out of my own perspective, you know, out of my own experience, because I know that without the energy work that has been done on me, as I've mm -hmm. progressed through my shamanic training, I wouldn't have been able to finally access these higher vibrations and uh, soul retrievals and destiny retrievals and like being able to actually feel aligned and actually within harmony in those higher vibrations with I mean without the energy work I don't think or it would I probably believe that I could get there mm -hmm. over a long long period of time of like really doing the brutal internal work um mm -hmm. and like showing up for it every single day but it, I don't think I would have been able to do it as fast. Like I feel that, you know, I started on this path a year and a half ago and within this one year and a half, I've been able to find, I've been leaping yeah. uh, because of the energy work. Yeah. So. I'm, I mean, I ask because that's how I feel as well. Like mm -hmm. I feel like there's some levels of like healing and growth that like I just wouldn't have been able to do without Jesse, but I also agree with what you're saying. I probably would have been able to do it, but not in the way that I did it. And that's why I say like I feel like doing work with Jesse made me like just see the power of just energy, like literally just energy in general and how much like it affects us. Like I'll be working on something for like months and then I'll work on it with Jesse in one session and I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, yes, it's, it's released. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like some of my clients who have been seeing a therapist for like 10 years, you know, they have been yeah. analyzing their emotions. They have been feeling into their bodies. They know like what emotions feel like what. And like they come into a session and they are like on the ready. Like they are like, okay, so this is what's been going on. They know how to actually dive into it, get into the deep depths of whatever the thing is. Yeah. Um, so once we get onto the other side of that session, it's, it's like, they've literally just like went across time and space and like popped into this new body. It's wild. Literally. Um, That's happened yeah. to me multiple times. <laughs> it's happened to me. Yeah. Stepping into like new shoes, into a new reality. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because the, the old just is no longer relevant anymore. Is it? And and going back to those two terms that I was talking about earlier of like, I just keep writing them. I'm like, I always write notes of just like random words that pop in or questions and things like while you're talking because I yeah. have squirrel brain and I'll forget. And I just keep so, writing down like evolution, like quantum leap. Like, can we just go back to this topic of like evolution, quantum leap? Because like your work is, I feel like what's created quantum leaps to be possible for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that, so you're kind of going through quantum leap. You just posted about this on Instagram too, kind of, of like 
you know, you're reading with Barbara about the quantum leap. We talked about this a little bit too. Um, But can you talk a little bit more about like, I guess, timelines in in a sense like get into the juicy combo yeah like i don't know share some share something crazy with us (laughs) share some yeah timelines that the quantum leap what is actually is a quantum leap you know what does it look like for you in your life i don't know just take the floor on that concept all right cool quantum leaps is something that can never really be known you know it's like this is the this is the world of energy so you know like we can we can experience it and like hindsight look back and be like oh I think that was a quantum leap you know but really I don't know if it really was you know Mm -hmm. it's um but I feel that it's true Mm -hmm. um quantum leap is so time so I mean this involves both time and energy and it I feel that like a quantum leap is almost like time wrinkling closer together and then being able to set yourself up energetically and vibrationally for you to then just hop from one wrinkle over to the next wrinkle that's kind of how I see it in my in my mind Mm. uh But to kind of give more context into what that wrinkle is, like what that pathway is in time and space. So time is actually not linear. It's actually very circular and it kind of goes around in a spiral. And so when you are able to wrinkle those spirals together, then that's when a quantum leap can happen. What does that feel like, though? You know, like. Yeah. But how does that actually look in a physical, physical world? And it's almost like you bring so much awareness to uh, your processes. You align yourself with what you're wanting to embody and create. You know, like we're always choosing who we want to be every day. When we wake up, we're like, oh, I'm. We always have this choice, right? And it's like after you make so many choices, it aligns you to the quantum leap. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I thought was going to be like this big thing, you know, like, oh my God, I have a quantum leap coming. You know, like, what is that going to be like? And like, I had so many questions, like, am I going to be able to handle it? Am I going to be in alignment with it when it's like the time's here? Yeah. And I've realized that it just happens because it's like when the quantum leap is here, you're just in it. You're like, so in the doing you're so Mm. in the embodiment of it, that it just kind of happens. And then, then you like look back and you're like, Whoa, I think, I think it just happened. I think this is it. Cause I feel completely different in my mindset and in my body and in, in the doing, it's no longer like, Oh, should I be doing all of these things? And if I don't do these things, then, you know, where, where is that going to be taking me? And all of a sudden I've like hopped mm. on this new timeline and now I'm going towards different trajectories. Okay. You have a question. What's up? No, I'm just thinking, what were we talking oh. about before we hopped on this, uh, like started recording, get out of your head and back into your heart. 
And right now you're talking about you stop wondering, like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? What should I be doing? And you're just in the doing. So would you say that, like, getting out of your head and back into your heart and being in the doing is what sets you up for the quantum leap? Dude, you're so good. You're so good. Absolutely. Picking together all the pieces. Yeah. The more (laughs) – yes, and that has totally been part of this quantum leap is I've been able to drop out of my head and into my body and into my heart. And like that has been the movement that has been the access point in which I can then blast into whatever I'm creating from there. It's, it is feeling it's like going into your feels. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, you're so good. Yeah. Because then it's like, I mean, our, our, like quantum leaps are such a soul level thing and like you're not in your soul like you're not acting from your soul when you're in your head you're solely just in solely soul I'm not not funny solely just in your ego um like when you're when you're in your head like how can you have a quantum leap when you're in your ego and I think that's why we get so lost too when we were talking about like those worldly desires which also I want to say like worldly desires are not wrong. Like it's okay for you to want a lot of money. It's okay for you to want to be a multimillionaire and have the car and the house and all the things. Um, I still want all of those things, but it's when you're acting from that place of I want these things, no wonder it's flopping. No wonder you're not having a quantum leap. Mm-hmm. It, it's you have to be in your soul first, you know? Yeah. And like, what are your intentions? Intentions. Behind it. Mm -hmm. I feel like the universe totally holds your back when like your intentions are aligned with what your soul's actually wanting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, One question that my coach asked me as well the other day when we were kind of talking about this, she was like, you know, how can you teach this to people? And I was like, well, I'm just going to teach them about having the intention Like I'll teach mission and soul and heart like before anything, before we start talking about like getting clients or whatever. And she was like, she was like, but what if they can't feel that? Like what if they can't feel the mission? They can't feel that purpose. Like, I don't know. What would you, and to her, to my coach, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I need to think about that. Um, But I'm curious your thoughts. Like if someone isn't in their mission, their purpose, Mm -hmm. where do they start? I would, I would simply say, follow your passions. Yeah. You know, it's all in, it's all in the things that bring us the most joy Mm -hmm. that our gifts are hidden under, you know, it's, it's just interesting because, you know, I, I had so many random things in my life that I thought was like so incongruent with the things on my exterior life. And it was like, you know, I have a passion in art. Okay. I have a passion in animal cards. Okay. I have a passion in gene keys. And it's like, these were all just passions that I was studying because they were bringing me joy. And now all of a sudden I'm down my timeline. All of a sudden these different pieces are all coming together to play a part in like the whole picture in this whole, this whole mission, you know, that's been naturally cultivated through the years of just following my passions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And being curious within it. Yeah. 
So I think that curiosity and passion. Curiosity and passion. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that like for me, the my main tool when it comes to manifestation is curiosity. Like when I talk about inspired action, one of the questions that I get the most is like, like, how do you know if it's inspired? Like what, how do you know what to do? Like, so if I want a boyfriend, like what, like what is the inspired action? Like, I don't know what to do. Right. And that's why most people are in such a feminine space in manifestation right now, because no one wants to do the thing or follow their curiosities. They kind of just want to sit and wait, which is also not wrong. The femininity is such a huge part of manifestation. But for me personally, and like my manifestations that almost feel like quantum leaps, like they just come so quickly. It's because I'm following curiosity. Like if I'm ever in my business and I'm like sitting there and I'm just like, I'm interested in Pinterest, like Pinterest ads. I listen to that. Or if I'm like, huh, I kind of feel like looking up this coach. I just remember like she just popped into my mind, this coach that I thought about a long time or I like talked to a long time ago. I wonder how she's doing. I Like I listen to that immediately. I'm like, I'm going to go to her Instagram page because like I feel like our curiosities or inspirations is the universe being like giving us like little breadcrumbs almost. And most Absolutely. people just, they just ignore them though. They just ignore yeah. them. They're like, oh, it's just a little breadcrumb. Yeah. There's going to be, like there's going to be more breadcrumbs. That's probably nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But the curiosity, like, puts you into that childlike energy of, like, excitement and, like, ooh, what's, what's here, you know? Yeah. And uh, it also opens up the mind. It, like, allows for, um, like, you can't be in the energy of curiosity with a closed mind. Yeah. Like, you, it, like, once you're in curiosity, it, like, literally opens up the field to be like, well, what is the possibilities of this? Like, what can we really create from here? And mm-hmm. then that's when the imagination can really kick in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So I think you're definitely on to something there. Yeah. But, it, I mean, open-mindedness and being able to follow those curiosities, like, I feel like it really takes um, knowing how to deal with, like, your doubts and stuff like that. Because if you have doubts about yourself or anything, like I just remember being at a place in my life where everyone did have these passions and things that made them happy. And I was literally just like at a loss of, I'm like, I don't have any passions or hobbies. Like nothing makes me happy. Like I just, I mean, I was, I was really lost then, but I kind of look back and I feel like it was my doubts and my confidence that didn't allow me to explore anything new. And I'm, I mean, I've been wanting to ask you this question for a while. I think this is the perfect time. Yeah. Like I said, you're like the epitome of like growing, 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 evolution, like learning more and more. Was there ever a time in your life where you were like resistant to changing or scared of evolving? Because now it's just like you're a badass. You're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just I'm growing. I'm growing. Was <laughs> Was there ever a time in your life where it was like you yeah, well, you had yeah. so much like doubt and lack of confidence that it was like there was no passion or curiosity or anything mm-hmm. yeah that was probably the biggest shadow that I had to really work through actually yeah. uh, doubt crept in in the most sneaky ways and it was one that I almost always just listened to and I didn't ever question mm-hmm. it was um you know, we talk about the voices in our head, but it wasn't even like a voice. 
it was more of like this feeling inside mm-hmm. that would come in. And so I was like, oh, well, I don't ever talk negatively in my mind, so I'm fine. But yet in my body, I would literally be blocked within my body and it wouldn't allow me to move forward. I mean, it happened countless times in uh, in real estate and then in my jobs and then trickled into my shamanic practices to the point where I had to consistently have session after session around the stories and the experiences that built up the self-doubt mm. that fed into the self-doubt and then clearing up the heavy negative entities that were living within me that were actually convincing me of the self-doubt. So it's been layers upon layers of uh, this past, this lifetime and the downloads that I grew up around the mm-hmm. childhood, you know, programming, and then how I believed it, and then how it was affecting me present day. So, yeah, self doubt is something that I am still working on today. You know, I'm mm-hmm. hopping onto this podcast, and I'm like, "Am I going to be bringing value?" <laughs> like, nope, not that much value, <laughs> huh, guys? Yeah, probably won't have Jesse back. She's not very valuable. I'm like sitting here getting like my mind blown like every second. (laughs) But that goes to show, you know, like how false, you know, how false it all is. It's it's not true, you know, and it's like looking within like telling yourself like no that isn't true I'm not going to believe that you get you get to yeah you get to be there but I'm not choosing to hook into it anymore yeah exactly one of the practices that we did this week in metamorphosis so it was our self-doubt week that we were talking about Mm -hmm. and what I have them do is you know the voice in your head I have them name her like a bitch name right like Karen or whatever and then write write a letter to her and create like a relationship with that voice because like you said, for so many years of our life, we don't realize that it's not us. We, It's almost like we hear that voice of like, you look stupid. And we're like, yeah, yeah, I do. Thank you. Like, yeah, yeah like I do, I, look stupid. I do look stupid. Thank you. Thank you, voice in my head. But as soon as we can name that voice a different name, mm-hmm. almost like a completely different entity, right? Then you can almost totally. start talking to her and like I have them write a letter of just like you know dear Karen like can you fuck off like (laughs) I have some big plans to do in this world like just a powerful practice yeah it's so powerful because again like most girls most women like we live our whole life not realizing it's not us um yeah 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 it's a powerful practice you know in it's Oh, yeah. So I could go on a whole rant. I, but I have to feel like you have another too. question that was coming through. I mean, I have so many questions. I It's almost like we could go so deep into every single topic together. And like oh. as a podcast host, I always just try and like let it flow and make sure everything that needs to come through will come through. But then I also look at like my list of questions and I'm just like, wait, but I want to hit 20 different topics with Jesse. <laughs> Um, well I can always come back you're gonna always come back I know absolutely I would love to have you back um I'm I'm really like leaning into this 
like animal totem gene key stuff maybe for an episode I don't, I don't know there's so many things there's so many things that would be fascinating um yeah self-doubt is is interesting and um okay i'm curious so i want to hear a little bit more about like your own practices because yes you're still struggling with self-doubt so am i but i want you to kind of share what what is healing and personal development look like in your own life like do you do energy work on yourself how do you take care of your energy like what are some practices you do that maybe us at you know everyone at home can learn from you and start implementing some of these things that got you to where you are now Mm -hmm. it's definitely changed over the years um but i definitely have self-care practitioner um practices that i do and depending on what kind of energy is up uh, what kind of emotions are up sometimes i do turn to another practitioner to help me um because when we're caught up in our own world we can literally be so blind of the thing that's right there in our face and as soon as we voice it to somebody who's paying attention and like in it they're like ah there it is and it brings a light you know to the the places where you were just so blind to before so Uh, so it is really beneficial, uh, to know when I need to turn to another practitioner and see, you know, seek help and, you know, just like be cared for, um, Mm. because like being a practitioner, you're always, you know, always there and present with others, but sometimes you just need to fill up your own bucket. So, uh, but then like daily practices, uh, right now I'm loving breath work. Like yeah. breath work drops me out of my head and into my body. You know, mm-hmm. there's different kinds of breath work, visual visualizations that I do, um, and I'm able to basically just do a body scan of my body. And I've I've found that the more that we are connected into the sensations of our bodies and into our hearts, then that creates the container for healing to actually happen. Mm-hmm. And whether that's you're visually astral projecting or if you're looking within and like feeling the emotions, you know, mm-hmm. like that's really what I've been practicing right now is, Oh, I was completely disconnected from my heart for the longest time. And like right now it's like all of a sudden I like connected both of these wires and plugged them in. All of a sudden there's this like fire hydrant of emotions coming out of me right now. And um, I'm like, I feel like I'm a toddler all over again. I, like I popped through this, you know, glass ceiling. I'm in this quantum leap. And all of a sudden I feel like I'm a toddler relearning what emotions feel like. I'm like, what am I feeling? I'm like, is this love? No, this is anger. I'm like, what the fuck? Those are two completely different like emotions. I feel and this like... so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's made me feel so silly, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm a shaman, you know, like that's the title that, you know, people call me or that I'm known by. And it's like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, but I'm just a toddler, like learning my emotions right now, you know, and it's it's like, we're all human, you know, and we can, it's, it's interesting. 
I went through this phase for a little bit. I'm like still kind of in this phase where I almost, yeah, I felt like I was like a human for the first time on this planet. And I was like understanding everything so much deeper. Like I was just thinking about even like pregnancy and I was just like, oh, what? Like, like, because we grow up and it's just like so normal. Like, oh, she has baby in her belly. Oh, she had her baby. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I had this Mm -hmm. phase where it was such a normal thing. Such a normal thing. I almost had this like, not existential crisis, just like almost existential thoughts of like, whoa, like that shit's crazy. Or, and then I would think about things more silly. Like I'd be like, we really just found cats and dogs and we decided these animals are going to live inside with us. Yeah. (laughs) We're We're going to domesticate these wild animals. And we're going to name them and we're going to dress them up. They're going to have Instagrams. Like, I don't know. I just, I just started looking at everything like you're saying with almost like that childlike curiosity of like, oh, it's 11-11, by the way. Uh, not for you. For me. 12-11. Still pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just started looking at everything with this like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, what? This is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Yeah, dude. Contemplating pregnancy is wild to me. Like literally creating a human being within our bodies is probably yeah. going to be the trippiest experience ever. Yeah. 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 And then to birth it and then to see how like the personality is so unique to this little human being. I can't wait. Like, I'm so yeah. baby hungry. It's are you? It's really you're bad. there. I mean, yeah. we're at that age. Yeah. I mean, I would say I'll probably be pregnant in like 3 years. Or three, like three to five years. That's terrifying. But you'll okay. be ready, though. Yeah. Oh, I'll be so right. I, I am ready. It'll Anywho. happen in perfect time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Question. This is like a really, really deep Ew. question. Okay. You're probably gonna laugh, but okay. The basis of this question is: What do you What do you think is the meaning of life? Oh like, wow! In the that sense is- of like. Like, do you think it's to, you know, it started making me think, like, is the purpose to procreate? Is the purpose to just experience? Is it to heal? Is it to grow? Is it to have fun? Is it to change the world? Like, see, and I feel that all of our souls are so unique and so different that there's not one answer to really name that you know I feel that some souls come down here to seek love you know there's Mm -hmm. some souls that come down here to seek adventure Um, there's some souls that come down here to just be present seek peace be learn grow there's some people who come down here to actually experience the duality of life to actually Mm -hmm. you know go through the heaviness to go through the emotion so that they can actually feel the bliss on the other side of that heavy, heavy emotion, you know, mm. to go through the depression, to be able to, to know what it feels like to be out of it, you know? And it's mm. like, um, oh shoot. I'm sorry. One second. You're totally fine. I need to plug in. You're I didn't totally do that fine. earlier. Um, yeah, I I completely agree though. Just while she's grabbing that, I'll just kind of speak on it. Like I agree that I f- I almost feel like 
it's supposed to be different for everybody. And part of me has this belief of like, we're not supposed to try and figure it out in a sense. Um, Like, I feel like everyone is just trying to figure it out because it gives us like this peace, but life's kind of just supposed to move through us. Yeah. See, and that's kind of the tricky thing is like, you can't get it wrong. You know, like literally every experience that we're going through is meant to be there to help our souls learn, you know, it's through every single relationship, every single situation. There's always Mm -hmm. a lesson that's like the universe is kind of guiding you through and it's like you really can't get it wrong. Yeah. So it's like whatever your meaning is, is your meaning and that is your truth. You know, you can't get it wrong. You're literally just here to experience. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, to wrap things up a little bit, is there anything else you're feeling like super inspired to speak on and share anything that's just come up during this or that you just want to say to my audience? Cool. I feel that we kind of covered, um, you know, bits and pieces Uh, but what I'm, I think the simplest simplicity is important, Mm -hmm. you know, like I've been diving into the complexities of everything, learning the details of really what it looks like and feels like and, uh, all this, but I think when we landed on getting out of your head and into your heart, I think that is single-handedly the most powerful lesson that I'm still learning and I am practicing in every moment you know like I dropped in before this podcast and I connected into my heart like I want to speak from my heart I want Mm. it to be coming from a place where I don't have to think about the right quote right answer you know Mm. and I just wanted to be authentic and share information from a place where other people can then feel that emotion, feel that feeling and relate to me in that way. And I feel that if we actually approach all of our conversations in that place, then like what a different world we would live in, you know, like how could we actually support each other in a place where we can actually drop in from in our hearts and like actually hear people like, hear what they're actually saying and not hearing just the words themselves, you know? And so I feel like that will just taking that out of this whole podcast, I feel is the most valuable. Um, I agree. mm -hmm. I, I was saying that exact thing to my girls of like, what would life look like if in every moment we acted from our heart? It would be such a different place. So different. We're even radically different radically different we're even talking about just really quickly we're talking about um like social anxiety right of just like you know having a hard time connecting with people because you're always worried about what are they thinking about me am I talking too much do they think I'm stupid it's like yeah what if you go into that conversation fully with the intention of I am going to hear like truly listen to this person connect with them like just give my whole heart to them in this moment there's no space for you to be thinking, what is this person thinking about me? No, like it's, it's completely different 
type of life. It is. It really is dropping into that presence and like being able to give them that gift of being present. It's like uh, sometimes being held in that space where they're just expressing, Mm -hmm. there's no judgment and literally they just get whatever is trying to come out, let it come out. Yeah. That can be such a healing experience for somebody. Like mm-hmm. I've learned so many like healing gifts and modalities and like things that you can move energy and then now I'm coming back into this place where it's like, whoa, sometimes less is more. Sometimes they don't need to know all of the details. Sometimes they don't they're not seeking advice. Uh, sometimes they're just literally needing a soundboard and someone to hear them and hold them and say I got you Mm. you're gonna get through this Mm. so I love that hug the person that you love and listen to them and (laughs) it'll change the world (laughs) I was just gonna ask you like I, I in all of my episodes I always give like well most of the time I give like a little baby stuff like a very just little tiny itty bitty baby stuff that the listeners Mm. can do today in the next 24 hours to like lead them closer to this but I feel like Mm. we kind of just like naturally hit it right there was go go like the next conversation that you're in be there with your heart and just see how it feels Mm. and report back to us let Jesse know or share with me we'd love to hear um your experiences with that but I I think that's like the perfect little baby step. So the next person you talk to, love that with your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen through your heart. Yeah, listen through your heart. I love that. Oh, this yeah. is so good. Um, okay. Last question. Well, two questions. Um, number one, what would you say to yourself if you, at your lowest point, was listening on the podcast right now? what would I say to that little doubtful Jesse what would I say you're more intelligent than you know and you're more intuitive than you give yourself credit for so just follow the feelings and know that you're always safe and taken care of beautiful yeah yeah. I love it. Um, last question then. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. What do you have going on? You know, maybe talk about like your sessions and your readings and stuff. And I'll link everything below. But just tell everyone where they can find you and like how you can serve them. So I'm mainly on Instagram. And my tag will probably be attached. But it's Jesse period Holbrook uh, on IG. And then my website that you can actually book sessions on, the link is in my bio in Instagram, but it's energyworkwithjessie.com. And you can just schedule on there. You can schedule any animal card readings or uh, energy work sessions. And um, that's the simplest way to get a hold of me. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get to get into exactly like the, the, shifts that yeah the shifts that I've seen uh yeah oh we didn't even talk about like what the actual like work looks like but you'll have to just um dm jesse and have a conversation with her and maybe I'll do a whole nother episode just solo of just sharing some of the shifts um guys we could easily dive into a whole 
yeah. a whole hour of just talking about energy work and the breakthroughs that it sets the container for. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Jesse is completely changed my life you guys so if you feel inspired definitely reach out to her I'll definitely have her back because like you said we kind of hit a lot of we went deep but we hit a lot of surface level things today and brought a lot of things to the surface and shared some good messages but I'll definitely have Jesse back to dive even deeper into some specific topics maybe you guys can even let me know what you would like to um hear us talk about a little bit deeper and and I'll have her back but Thank you so much. We're planting some seeds here. We're planting seeds. Yeah, we're planting seeds of curiosity. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So thank you so much for being here, Jesse. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. And I'm sure my my listeners say thank you as well. I'm just so grateful. So, so grateful. So good to be here. Yes. Okay. Gratitude right back at you, girl. Yes. All right. I hope you guys loved this episode so, so much. I'll I'll do an outro later. So we'll hop off and and then I'll be back to um, do a little outro. So thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Bye. See you guys. All right, guys. I am back. It's just me. Oh my God. I hope you absolutely loved that episode with Jesse. She is just such a light in my life. I'm so glad that you guys got to experience her and her wisdom and just listen in on a conversation and um, hang out with us. So um, if you love this episode, please, please, please leave a rating, leave a review, share this on your story. If you do share it on your story, please make sure to tag Jesse as well as tagging me. Um, and then again, all of Jesse's links will be linked down below. I can't even tell you guys how much growth I have experienced from working with Jesse. So if you're feeling the call, her website, her Instagram, and everything like that will be in the show notes so you guys can get connected um, and hopefully heal and evolve um, with her support just as much as I have. So I uh, hope you guys really, really love this one. I hope you guys have an amazing week this week, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.